0: I have just failed and I liked it, I'm a loser and I'm fine with it, it felt so wrong but I failed alright, guess I'll just keep failing tonight, I have just failed and I to it. I like to, and I can't sing really bad, which is really bad considering the topic of uh, this week's episode. So hello everybody and welcome to another episode of You Have Failed With Me, Say, Vader. Yes, uh, the singing is getting worse and worse, I am very aware, but it's fine because what I'm talking about today involves a lot of very good singing that sort of makes up for the fact that I am a tone deaf moron. But before we get on to that, we must of course address the fact that Black Lives Matter is still a very important Thing And even though it's not being shown in the news, which is quite frankly disgusting, it's still a very big topic and something that needs to be brought back to the news and back to attention because things are still going on across the world, which is just pure injustice and pure criminal, the way certain people are treated just because of the colour of their skin. So if you want to get involved, you can go to www.blacklivesmatter.com where you can either find ways to give monetarily or help non-monetarily and just find other links to sites that will help educate you in ways that you can just help in your daily life to stop uh, racism and stop the discrimination of, of the black people or any other race. It's, you know, I think Black Lives Matter at its core is really, yes, obviously what it's about is Black Lives, but its premise and its kindness is to all people and minorities really um so yeah, you can do that, or just keep the conversation going on social media, use the hashtags BLM or hashtag Black Lives Matter to get the conversation going, get this shit trending again, because honestly, it needs to be out there, and people need to realise that you can't live in the way you are, you can't oppress people and think that that's okay, you can't walk over people and their lives and their families and think that's okay, and that is an issue in so many parts of the world, and that's an issue for a lot of people, and... We need to realise that it's not okay and that it does seriously, seriously, seriously need to stop very soon. So with that out of the way, I suppose we'll get on to the main topic of of the episode and... This week, to be fair, the the topic I'm discussing this week also, I suppose, touches on Black Lives Matter, because I don't know if you know, I'm sure you do if you have listened to the show regularly, and if you haven't, I'm a big fan of the musical six, right, and as a big fan of the musical six, I love the original West End cast, I think they're fantastic, in fact, I've done an episode on that back in season one, episode number something, I don't know, I don't number them anymore, so it's great, I don't have to remember that shit anymore, but actually, the bonus episode to that particular episode is me talking about how much Millie O'Connell was my favourite of the original cast. Not that you should ever play favourites, but everyone has a favourite when you watch a show or something. A TV show, you've got your favourite character. I loved her as Anne Boleyn, and I've continued to enjoy her performances and things that she's done since then, and she has remained my favourite. And I made that very vocal and very clear in uh, that particular episode. And I think I'll make it very clear here as well. And just a little preface, I'm sitting here with my... Uh, Alison Weirs, the lady in the tower right next to me, because obviously I love Anne Boleyn anyway. Um, and yeah, so that's completely not relevant really, because but, but the women are. So you've obviously got uh, Millie O'Connell, Grace Mauer, Alexia McIntosh, uh, Maya Kwanzaa Breed, Jesus Christ, I just stuttered for no reason, Janeria, Richard Knoll, Natalie Paris, and Amy Atkinson, all brilliantly talented women. Um, but yeah, so if I start ranting about Millie O'Connell, I love all seven of them. They're all fantastic. But when you've got a favourite, you rant. I do a lot of ranting on this show. It happens. Anyway, they obviously met on Six. They were the original cast and then uh, Swing, all seven of them. Um, This is the first time that all seven of them have actually been on stage performing together at once, which is brilliant to see. And they they came back for what they called the reunion. And it was fantastic. I remember as soon as it was announced, I bought my ticket. I got an e-ticket because... There was no way I was going to make it to London because I'm currently in Winchester doing my studies, obviously. So there was no way on earth I was going to make it all the way to London to see the show and make it back. It's Monetarily, it's, I suppose it's not viable for me with coronavirus and everything. I'd rather have stayed at home. So when they announced that they were doing a stream of it, I was well up for that. Honestly, I was like, yes. So I bought that ticket as soon as they announced it. Um, and I've been excited ever since pretty much and yeah so I finally watched it last night this is by the way today is the last day you can buy an online ticket and watch the stream that stops at like midnight tonight so if you're listening to this and you think that sounds really cool I think the ticket was what 15 pounds maybe I can't remember um it's well worth the watch honestly it's a fantastic show and it's basically a concert and they go through songs, but all of them, obviously, it's girl power because that is what Six was about. And that is what the seven of them are about as people. They're very much girl power and they fight for equality. But they also mention things like LGBTQ, um, Black Lives Matter and how mums and, you know, different ways that women have been downtrodden in society and history. And, you know, even as a guy, like you'd think that as a guy, some people might think it's obnoxious. And, you know, anyone who thinks that is is a bit of an arsehole. Because it's very important. Women are fantastic, and I'm not saying that in a creepy way. They are, like, genuinely, like, you know, they're just as... They've got just as much a right to be here as men, and if anything, they're better, because, I mean, I don't like the idea of squeezing a human being out of me, and I know, obviously, that's a woman's choice if they want to or not, but the fact that some of them have to go through that is ridiculous, and, you know, and they go through so much more pain once a month than men do. I don't, you know yeah, we can get kicked in the nuts, but I don't think that's quite comparable to once a month definitely going to happen. Like You can avoid being kicked in the nuts, really. And then, you know, childbirth. Like, that's just... Men, you're going to lose this, right? I'm saying that as a guy. Like, we, we got nothing, right? So the fact that they have been oppressed is ridiculous. And the fact that these seven really, really, really talented people have then stepped forward and been like, you know what? No, we're going to... We were in Six, which is all about women power. And we're going to do another show, we come back together with, like, they're all best friends, sisters, they describe themselves as, and come back, do another show, and more about power and stuff. And, you know, even as a guy, I was sort of moved at times because they each of them gave a little speech, one of gratitude for all the support and stuff and the fact that people were there, but then about a particular issue. So I know Millie did hers on LGBTQ. Yeah. Uh, Alexia, I remember, did hers on... I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, by the way, guys. I'm really, really sorry. Alexia did hers on sort of being a mother and, you know, getting support. Uh, Janaria, I'm pretty sure, did hers on Black Lives Matter. Amy Atkinson did hers on sort of fake friends and how the best way to deal with fake people is like you should thank them really for showing your true colours and helping you get stronger and move on. And that all related to the songs that they then sang, which, by the way, I will list uh, in a bit. And I thought that was fantastic, the fact that they linked it to these real-world issues and issues that even I could relate to in a way because, yeah, obviously, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a woman, but, you know, I can relate to having fake people and, you know, feeling a bit crap afterwards, but then realising that, no, you're, you're better off, you've got the right people around you. And suddenly the issues, and even if I couldn't relate on a personal level, I could empathise and I could be like, you know what, no, they're, they're right, this this is an issue, and issues that I already knew existed obviously because I'm not despite the the idiot persona I definitely put on for this show I say put on but despite the idiot I portray myself as um I'd like to think I'm slightly clued up and I do obviously want a better world better oh, gee my Essex is really coming out at the moment I'm really sorry I had friends over at the weekend and right now my my Essex is really really coming out um yeah so these are all issues I can empathize with and you know I'm, I'm sort of like no because LGBTQ people are just people, I don't get why they're treated, they're not, you know, people of a different race, are people, I don't, you know, I've always believed in equality, I've never looked down on anyone, Um, I never want to look down on anyone, I never want to be that kind of person, if I'm completely honest, and that's where I, I really empathise and enjoy this show, I suppose. But then I sort of have to sit there and think, well, hang on a minute, what I'm essentially doing right now by saying, oh, that's why I enjoy the show is patting myself on the back for being a decent human being. And I'm not patting myself on the back, I promise. I'm not trying to give myself an ego boost or anything here. But that's the concerning thing. That's when it hit me that, no, I shouldn't feel good for believing those things. That should just be normal. But then you remember that society is clearly then formed in another way, that being a good person is... It's sometimes not seen as the norm anymore. You know, like standing up for Black Lives Matter is a controversial thing. Like, why should why should I feel like that's a controversial thing? And I'm being some sort of social justice warrior fighting for that when it should just be normal. Like, women should be equal. Everyone should be equal. I don't care. You know, where you were born, how you were born, who your parents are, who you are. We're all equal. We're all on this planet once. Elitism and and stuff shouldn't really come into it. And this is. I suppose now this might be the good place to bring it up, I suppose, that people should listen to these sort of messages more because the kind of messages we're getting at the moment, obviously the COVID, coronavirus, whatever, it's it's causing a lot of mixed messages. And I remember recently there was the big thing that apparently people in the arts just need to get another job. Um, and quite frankly, that pissed me off. And I'll get more into that, I suppose, a bit later because I do want to focus more on the show for a bit. But honestly, this show shows why the arts matter, right? And cause it was seven very, very, very incredibly talented women, some of the most talented people I suppose have ever lived, just enjoying themselves and singing. And what I really loved about it is actually the fact that they were in a sort of semicircle sitting around in chairs while each one performed. You could see how supportive they were of their friends, their sisters, as they were really enjoying themselves and getting into them each other's singing. And that was that was fantastic and I really, really appreciated that. But Before I keep getting on a bit of a uh, self-righteous, I suppose, bit of a rant, um, let's go into what songs were sung during the show, just so everyone gets a little feel and maybe decides to give some money and give some money, pay to get a ticket and see this before the show runs out so it started out with uh, the ensemble with end of time by beyonce i hope these songs are correct i did google the lyrics and these are what i got so i'm really sorry if they're not i'm useless at songs and song names i've recognized the songs but i couldn't tell you who sang them and what the name of them was but then you started with by the way whoever came up with the puns for this show and in, in the songs was an absolute genius the fact that they then did royals by lord i was like no you know what Good game. You picked Royals. Well done, honestly. Because obviously they all started out in six as Queens. I was like, oh, absolutely brilliant. What a punt. Because the song's like, we could never be Royals. I can't sing. I'm butchering it. But I'm like, ha, you were Royals though. And I found that really funny. Maybe it wasn't meant to be that funny. But I appreciate sort of the juxtaposition joke. That's my sort of thing. But then you get what my highlight of the show was. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. This is the bit I've rewatched the most. It was... um. I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry, but sung by Millie O'Connell. And can I just, this is going to be my fanboying moment, I suppose, which I do a lot over quite a few people. Most of them are, you know, really sort of anti-hero or bad guy type characters in fictional worlds. And this is over a performer in the West End. So clearly I have very, very tastes. I go from like Darth Vader, Lord of Evil, dark lord of the sith to millie o'connell the nicest and most genuine person on the planet and that's not an insult to her she's brilliant and there's a reason i think i just love everything she does because she's always so happy full of energy and she just gives off such good energy and vibes that it's just intoxicating to watch her in a really good way um but yeah she nailed the song quite frankly and this is gonna be very controversial but i don't give a fuck she sang that better than Katy perry did right so, obviously, it started out with a slow, sort of quite a piano version, then really kicked into the pop vibes, right? Which, by the way, shows a great vocal range. I'm saying this as if I have any idea about music. I, you know, I can't sing. I'm useless at music. I played the guitar a bit when I was younger and learned how to play a song by Kings of Leon. I can't remember it now. But, yeah, so, my music, so when I say show off her vocals, I don't know technically what I'm talking about, but I know what I like to hear. And, quite frankly, it was so much better... I Kissed a Girl sounds so much better in an English accent, and I'm not... Yes, I'm English, so maybe I'm biased, a bit like with the other Millie video. Video, podcast... Oh, God. I'm tired. Um, and very passionate and fueled at the moment. I probably need to eat and drink something very soon. But... <laughs> Yeah, there's something about the English accent made that song so much better. I know that's pretty much what I said about um, Don't Lose Your Head when it came to six. But it does. And some songs do sound better in American. And I know Americans obviously like English accents. And I don't know if it's vice versa. I don't particularly like the American accent. I sometimes find it a bit grating, depending on where it's from. Personal thing. Um, The the more Irish American accents are fine. But that's because I'm Irish, technically from my dad's side anyway so yeah she sang that so 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 well so beautifully honestly like I just kept rewinding it because it's just so well done she puts on a head of the show as well by the way can I just say they all had brilliant costumes the clothes they were wearing were all fantastic they all looked amazing um that might sound creepy but no they did sound and look very good when they were doing the show and the, whoever picked out the outfits did a brilliant job same as whoever picked the songs and um, maybe it was all seven of them in which case well done you were absolutely brilliant but yeah Millie smashed that song so much better than Katy Perry's version the, the sort of cockney that Millie has in her voice really sort of stressed some of the uh, the words and some of the ends especially like teas and stuff and honestly it just made it sound so much better to my ears and I'm not just saying that because I'm a massive fan of her Genuinely, there was something about that rendition of the song that really just struck a chord with me. And I'm like, you know what? That is amazing. And that is the moment I remembered, or at least fully realised, Millie O'Connell could sing literally any song and I would enjoy it. Right, there is no song she could sing that I wouldn't find probably better than the original and that I wouldn't completely enjoy. Right, and that is maybe a challenge... If somehow she hears this, to find a, a song that I apparently dislike and sing it and see if I like it. But I can guarantee that, yes, she can't do any wrong when it comes to singing. She's got a beautiful voice, as they all do. But that's maybe my fanboying bit over about how great she is. But anyway, then you get Armour by Sarah Berylise. I don't... We all know I'm bad at pronouncing names. And that was by Grace Mauer. And that was another fantastic rendition. Honestly, all the renditions were absolutely spot on brilliant. So fitting with the theme of power empowerment. And everyone else was so supportive. The backup vocals was amazing. That was another one. Um, honestly, I, I really got into that song. Then you had Heard It All Before by Sunshine Anderson. Pre- performed by the brilliant Alexia McIntosh. Bringing her normal sass. and absolute brilliance to that song then you had superwoman by alicia keys sung by maya Kwanzaa breed and that was absolutely fantastic as well you know she had so much heart involved in that and that was that was really brilliant to hear actually so much heart and passion involved in that then you had freedom by beyonce featuring kendrick lamar sung by janaria richard noll and that was there was so much soul and power behind that one as well like you could tell these songs meant something to these people when they were singing it and the message they were trying to get across was so so important then you had Sorry Not Sorry by Demi Lovato which quite frankly that made me laugh as well because I was like huh that's the lyrics to Don't Lose Your Head and I was like that that made me laugh um that's another sixth reference but I, I'm assuming that was probably partly intentional as well but that was performed brilliantly by uh Natalie Paris and to be fair to be fair I'll probably say it's for all of them once I get past Amy Atkinson and then we had Fighter by Quis- Christina. Christina Aguilera, you know who I'm trying to say. I'm not going to stutter over that again. And that was sung by Amy Atkinson. And quite frankly, I think all of them were better than the originals when I heard them, if I'm completely honest. That might be offensive to the likes of Beyonce and stuff. And yeah, I'm. Okay, right. That's. That's. Yeah. This is my opinion. Don't come at me. Like, and I know Beyonce is great, but I think there was something about the fact that when Beyonce sang it, I was. there were songs, but I feel like when these these women were singing them, they were more than songs. They were messages. They were important. What they were trying to say, the, the soul and heart behind it, was more because they were trying to get this very specific message across. And I think that's what makes it better for me is the fact that you could you could feel what they were feeling as they were singing it, and that and the atmosphere of seeing the others around them really supporting them and getting into it. That made it so much more of a performance for me that yeah it's it's fantastic it was just like champagne casting with songs and people and it was fantastic but that's not where the show ended because you then had queen by jesse j and that was by all seven of them again once again a brilliant song to pick for people that met on a show called six based on the obviously six wives of Henry VIII. so that was fantastic and that was brilliant and then the final song was salute by little mix and obviously that is a massive female power anthem and sung by these seven very, very, very talented women, as I can't stress enough. It was absolutely brilliant to hear and just see all of it. And, you know, they all have their own characters. In a weird way, I could sort of see them from Six, and it reminded me how good they were in that as well because they infused their personalities into those characters. The way the characters are portrayed today is a result of the personalities they put in there. So, you know, um, Catherine Howard was quite cool, calm, bit sassy, but also quite funny, but also, you know, innocent. And you could see that in Amy Atkins' performance. Amberlin is the absolute perfect mix of innocence, but really sort of sassy sexiness, and Millie pulled that off in a performance as well. Like, there was so much innocence in that first verse, but then the, the beat dropped and the pop ver- version sort of kicked in, and she sort of completely flipped from innocent to... She knows what she's doing, just a bit of a sassy... And it worked. The performances are all fantastic. Honestly, I can't, I haven't got enough time to go through them all. And honestly, I I implore you to watch the show. It was fantastically sung and performed and just brilliant. It's just a concert that you need to see. And, you know, I'm just, watch it watch it go go and buy a ticket and watch it before the time runs out tonight you need to do that what else you might want to consider buying though is something from king styles apparel which is of course our sponsor for this week great segue there ewan anyway so at king styles apparel you can buy brilliant merchandise i currently have my church of frog ninja shirt on because it's absolutely sick and i started a religion so you kind of have to support that sort of thing uh the last few days i've been wearing my lovely uh king styles hoodie because it kept me warm when my friends were here and I was sleeping on a sofa and you know that was very nice and that was brilliant and it's very soft honestly it's unbelievably soft like you wouldn't you'd think you're touching like a dog that's just been washed except much softer than that you know I can't think of soft things i I'm I'm an idiot right but you can buy so much else so that's just from my failure wear collection which by the way you should really check out because uh, there's also the clansman unite collection and that's brilliant, done by uh, Edo and Schmep. That is fantastically designed by them. The quality is fantastic. You also have the King Styles collection, which is what my hoodie is. And you have the... No, that's the Statement Collection by King Styles. I knew what I meant. You also have the Creators of King's Eyes collection where you have shirts to represent most of, if not all of the creators currently working for Sigil and, and obviously with King's Eyes. Um, more stuff is coming on the way and we do a lot of accessories as well, like phone cases, Stickers. Stickers are great. Everyone loves a good sticker and masks obviously to help you during these quarantines It's very important that you wear masks to protect yourself and protect other people around you to keep everyone relatively safe During these times of uncertainty, but without further ado We shall get back to discussing Six no not even six. I don't know why I said that it's I've got it on my mind, But no, it's because I had another thought I need to advertise something. I'm hosting a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament, by the way. Completely, completely irrelevant to what I'm talking about, by the way. Um, But yeah, I need to advertise it. We've got some competitors so far. But um, if you want to take part in this Yu-Gi-Oh tournament, it's novices all the way up to really good players. I don't care. It's all a bit of fun. So uh, go to my Twitter page, which is at Vader Saiyan. Join the Discord server and drop a message in the little section for the uh, Saiyan Vader Duelist Championship. And let me know and I will soon be sorting out brackets and there will be a prize for the winner. So please do go check that out. Go to my Twitter page and of course uh join the Discord server and we will discuss more on this tournament later. I forgot I had to plug that. But I'm really, really looking forward to sorting that out and seeing some great jewels. Without further ado, back to talking about the reunion show, which honestly it was incredible and I was so excited for it. I remember I died. I don't think I really stopped Going on about it until I got a chance to watch it uh, when talking to some people. And I remember they asked me as soon as I watched it, I was like, was it as good as you were expecting? And I just Yes, all of the yes. It was so good. And it's like I've rewatched it, what? Millie's specific bit, God knows how many times at this point. I just there's something about she just sung it brilliantly. I don't I don't need to justify myself. You can take that how you will. I thought it was fantastic. And then um I've already watched the actual show now, what, three times? Probably going to watch it another one uh, before the time runs out, because why wouldn't you? I paid, and I very much enjoyed it. I'm going to keep watching. It's like when you rent something from a Blockbusters. Do you guys remember what that is, Blockbusters? Maybe? Maybe not? Who knows? Blockbusters was a thing where you'd go and you'd rent a DVD, you'd bring it home. It's sort of like a library book, but a DVD, it's sort of like the really lazy version of a library. You'd go and buy like a DVD or a, or a video. Do you remember videos? I love video. I've still got all my old videos. It's great. Power Rangers, Pokemon. I'm a grown-up now. Um, yeah, so you'd go and like rent it and then you'd bring it back. And if you were late, you had a penalty like your library book. So it's like a really, really like lazy, non educational for the most part version of a library and it was brilliant so yeah essentially this is what this is like you get it for like a few days and then you can't watch it anymore so I'm gonna watch it before I can't watch it anymore and honestly enjoy every single moment of it because I think the best thing well maybe not the best thing but one thing that really struck me about this is as much as obviously there was all the very important messages that were going on in it it was a message that they didn't have to say but i think it very much implied was the fact that the arts are very very important these are seven people who are as i've mentioned about four times now are all incredibly talented and you know but talented in the arts that's their passion that's what they love and i well, i definitely in england at the moment i know what was it, what was his bloody name and um, the government guy who's been a bit of a bit of, bit of a knob i can't think of his name and i'm not even going to look it up because he's an absolute wankstain But, yeah, he's basically come out and said, oh, no, people in the arts, they just need to find other jobs. And it's like, no. Why? Like, people, I don't think people realise how important the arts is because it's not just stage shows. And don't get me wrong, they're very important anyway. Stage shows are fantastic. I love stage shows, musicals, just theatre in general. I think it's fantastic, and I've always loved it. And, you know, like... That's like, right, I, I don't like his plays and I'm not a big fan of him because I had to study it a lot in English. But that's like going up to William Shakespeare and saying, sorry, geez, but, um, you know, you're really good at writing this stuff, but you're going to have to find another job. And then just finding William Shakespeare, you know, sweeping shit down the street. And by the way, I mean literal shit because we're talking Tudor England like they were throwing that out the window. Like that was his new job, right? So that's... That's you wouldn't. So just that's the equivalent. It's basically like, you know, going up to, I don't know, Robert Downey Jr. I'm going to use him. He's a big actor and saying, sorry, really sorry, uh, Robert, but the arts industry is in decline. So you can't be in big budget films anymore, but you can work at Tesco. Right. And it's that's not fair on these people that have trained and worked their asses off. You know, I'm currently in university studying to get an archaeology degree. And that's like me getting out of there and saying, sorry, um, we don't really want archaeologists anymore. Do you want, you know, to just do something completely unrelated that you haven't trained for, probably a minimum wage job, and then just not enjoy yourself for the rest of your life? You know, just do something you don't enjoy. And that's, it's not fair. Because I put out a tweet earlier today and I stand by it. You know, doing archaeology, I know a bit about the past. And quite frankly, art predates any of these social conventions that we're living by today. Houses weren't a thing. Politics, not a thing. Farming wasn't a thing. You know, they probably only had the first couple of stone tools at the point they were doing art. Like, art has predated most other human traditions. Especially most of the ones we deem, quote-unquote, important today. You know, like... No one gave a shit about conservatives and Democrats and Republicans and Labor and Lib Dems thousands of years ago, but they were making art. And even to an extent, their tools were a form of art, really. But but art is so much more than than anything else what it means to be a human because, you know, I can't sing, but I'm here every week making a really bad rendition and parody of a really popular song. And then I'm doing a podcast, which in a way is a form of art in itself. It's it's an expression. And that's what it is. Art in any form, whether it a painting, whether it's a song, whether it a dance, whether it's an acting thing, whether it be, I don't know, just writing your name in calligraphy. It's an expression of you as a person. You know, imagine your life without art. So you've got no pictures, you don't have house, because that was never designed, you don't have clothes, because that was never designed. You don't have video games because people weren't designing those and, you know, putting the work into that. You don't have music to listen to because there's no artists. You don't have any TV shows to watch because there's no actors. You don't have any films to watch, once again, because there's no actors. Uh, you don't have card games because no one sat there and designed a deck of cards. You don't have books because no one designed front covers, really. You might have written stuff, but they'd all be a bit non-fictional. You'd have all, yeah, that's the thing. You'd have non-fiction books as the only books. and I like non-fiction books. You know, they're good. But sometimes you want to just sit down with a good bit of fiction. They wouldn't exist. You know, and the best thing, of, well, best, the most ironic thing about it is obviously they put out the ad campaign saying, this is blah, 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 her next job could be in blah, 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 right? If you look at that poster, you've got to think about how much of the arts was involved in that. So you've got a photographer, person who made the bench, person who made the clothes, person who designed the logo, person who designed the font, the cinematographer, the background, the building they're in was designed by someone, you know, so someone did the the woman's makeup and hair so you know in in an ad saying that the arts industry is basically going away they use so much of the arts industry and frankly that's a piss take like and that's what i love about this show it came out at a time when the arts are suffering you know these are seven women who rely on the arts industry this is their job and they basically in a massive defiant way went no we're still going to put on a show and that's what I love about it. And a lot of them are actually returning to the West End now to do shows. I know six is starting up again soon, uh, which is brilliant. I'm going to see it. I'm so excited. Um they've, you know, I know Millie and I think Maya are going off to do rent. And I know the others are all doing so much and I mean, they've wanted to do this show in particular for three years, they said, since they've sort of first met, they wanted to do their own show, the seven of them together. And they're v- clearly very happy they finally got that chance. But I say the show is so much more than even the heavy handed messages that they feed you in the show, which once again is a knock at that. They needed to feed you those messages. Someone needed to say it. you know, a- And that's what I love about it. It's giving you these heavy handed messages, but in a way that you can enjoy it with song and dance and That's what the arts is. You know, TV show, like children learn a lot by watching TV. You know, that's why you've got to be careful, I suppose, what you show your kids because the ideals and the politics behind who made what show will influence some of the views of your child from a very young age. That's, that's what the arts is. It's influencing, it's giving you the important messages, but in a medium that you can sit back, relax and enjoy and not realizing you're ingesting so much important stuff. And it's it's just enjoyment. The arts is is the human soul, right? And this is going to get very sort of deep now, maybe. And, you know, I, I don't really know where I'm treading at this point. I'm not a philosopher. I'm just an old idiot who makes a podcast. But at the end of the day, it is, it's a representation of you, yourself, and what you're putting out there. This show is a representation of me. It's a mess, right? That's <laughs> That's the art I'm putting out there then, you know, someone who makes a musical, they're, they're putting themselves into that. You don't realise it. You know, when they did made Six, they didn't realise that it was going to be a massive reflection of themselves, really. But the writers, that's what it ended up being. When, I don't know, they made Phantom of the Opera, you know, that became a massive hit. And it art is expression. It, it's a way of showing yourself without giving a heavy-handed speech you know like politicians do but except there's are full of lies um and it's just pure humans have done it for a very long time and there's a reason we've always gravitated to art you know but we all gravitate to different forms of art I'll sit there and happily watch a musical but you take me to see a bunch of paintings and if it's just a bunch of splodges on a paint I'm not the kind of interpret I don't like the sort of interpretive bit where it's like, oh, yes, th- these splodges represent the inner conflict and turmoil. I'm like, nah, someone's just got a paintbrush and splashed it at canvas. But then other people will love that sort of stuff, but not enjoy musicals. Some people will love Marvel films. Quentin Tarantino doesn't because he's wrong. Um, but art is subjective as well. That's... That's the beauty of it. It is subjective, but someone will enjoy it no matter what. You know, I mean, the cavemen back, way, and cavewomen, way back when, didn't didn't care. They were just drawing bison, and that might have had a more spiritual thing. It might have not. We we don't quite know. But they were still drawing. They were still creating art. And, you know, even figurines and stuff. They were carving. They were making figurines. They were making mobile art. So say even their tools were essentially an expression and also a way to hunt animals more efficiently, but... Hey ho, and now we're at a point in society where we're so diluted by the way that we weirdly built upwards that we now think that that art is unimportant. Well, we don't, but the people in charge do. It's almost like they're trying to take away humanity, and it's quite. And that might sound like a weird joke to you, like he's just being silly. They're trying. They're not trying to take away our humanity, but. <clears throat> really scarily think about it for a second you know they're constraining so much of what we can and can't do these days and yes yeah, some of it's due to the, the virus and that's that's what it is but at the same time you know like they're taking the arts away they're taking the human soul away from them so we can't express ourselves with that sort of passion anymore okay so so what's next uh, am i not allowed to be able to walk in certain places is this getting to some form of oppression you've got to really think about where the world's going and, and what this represents. Now, I know this is getting very deep for you know a talk about a show that I really enjoyed, but that's what I'm trying to say. This show shows why the arts is so important because it gave so many heavy-handed and very important messages. But you can also just sit back and bop to it and enjoy yourself and, and smile. Th- those Seven Women gave me such a brilliant, hour-long viewing experience. That sounds really wrong, but you know what I'm talking about. So out of context, that sounds awful, but we're in context. Like the seven of them, they put on such a show that, you know, I could just not quite escapism to the level of maybe a galaxy far, far away, but enough that, but it didn't it, just pure enjoyment. And that's the thing you enjoy yourself with the arts. That's what it is. And they provided a great show where you could just sit back, relax and literally enjoy the show. And but some people are trying to take that away. And it really makes you think about, you know, why? Like, those seven women shouldn't be forced to do other jobs when they're so incredibly talented at what it is that they do. They shouldn't be forced out of the, the their passion, what they've worked their whole lives to achieve, just because, oh, you know, funding. Like, what are you funding instead? Didn't you just give yourself a pay rise, politicians? Let's just throw that on the table for a bit. You know, you're getting paid for doing such a good job at ramming our country's face into the pavement over and over again. But the arts industry, the, the thing that, during quite frankly, during the pandemic kept a lot of people going, you know, what would we have done if we didn't have TV? And, would we have to talk to our family? Could you imagine that? Having to talk to people? God forbid. But <laughs> So that was a joke. But, you know, I'm looking here at my comic books, at books, at DVDs, video games. I've got sitting in front of me. And, you know, stuff like that, TV shows, movies, stage shows, that they're things that people go to to relax and enjoy themselves. As I say, I'm so excited to go and see Six in December. But where would it be if we didn't have that? If we didn't have shows, you know, back way back when, shows were the only form of entertainment you had. You had to go and watch a really long tragedy written by some stuck-up Greek dude right Who had a turtle dropped on his head. That's not a joke by the way. that's true. Look that up. But I just I don't how can we be letting this happen? It's it, it's really weird like I say politicians are giving themselves a pay rise, but they can't fund the arts industry, which by the way, I think it was a few years ago the arts industry raked in multiple times more than what the Premier League did, right but that's allowed, you know, bunch of overpaid morons are allowed to kick a football round on a field for hours. Well, 90 minutes. That's fine. We'll keep funding that. That's great. Honestly, you keep doing that. You know, you keep buying all your Lamborghinis and starting fights and fires and banging each other's wives. That's good footballers. You keep doing you. But these people who like to put on shows and entertain other people, they're not allowed. That's bad. No, no more. art. And it's, it, it, hypocrisy its best and obviously that's what runs the world at the moment it's 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 all about what you can do for yourself and and that's another thing this show did it was seven people supporting each other showing that it's not all about yourself you know yet sometimes you've got to look out for yourself I'm not saying you know put your neck out for everyone all the time that'd be a bit silly but at the same time as this show showed it, it's all about working together and looking out for each other and making each other better not just bowing down to the man or the woman but we're going to say the man because this is a bad acronym and we're not going to lump women in with these bad choices that people are making at the moment i'd feel bad right and we need to take a step back and realize no we need the arts we need art and we need to get these corrupt people to stop trying to take away our humanity right and this is getting very political fueled now and i'm trying my best not to get too political and my you know say i don't like certain parties and stuff because that's for you to decide and frankly who am i to influence you except a moron on the internet but i do think that the arts is a very 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 important industry if not one of the most important industries in the world in fact other than maybe food industry right because and by extension liquid drinking i don't think there's a more important industry on the planet right science I mean, yeah, it's cool to know about everything, but do we need to know about everything? You know, a tiger, well, it's a bad example, tigers are being hunted by us. Um, Pigeons, they don't need to know what gravity is. They don't give a shit about black holes in the sky. They're doing just fine, right? So we don't need science. That pigeons will make a nest, they'll make it look nice, they'll do it in a certain way to sometimes attract a mate, That's art, right? So even if you look at other animals, art is there. It's important in some form or some way, in the way that they'll do something. But you don't see them voting for politicians to run their country. Okay, some of them have leaders in packs. That's that's whatever, right? But for the most part, what they're saying and what they're doing, you know, I can't stress enough just think for a second and you know i remember it's the famous speech by charlie chaplin the whole machine men speech you know machine men with machine hearts and it's a go and watch that as well honestly that's a fantastic thing that's a brilliant video it's on youtube it, it's so powerful I, i'm worried that's what we're becoming machine men with machine hearts it's I, I saw the meme on Facebook earlier. I don't know if you've seen the trend at the moment. It's like, oh, this is where we started. This is where we are now or how we are now, whatever it is. And it was talking and it showed a picture of someone in the arts industry and then a picture of a Cyberman from Doctor Who. And, yeah, that's funny. but It's scarily accurate. We're just being turned into emotionless, soulless machines because if we can't express ourselves, what are we? You know, every form of expression, in a way, is an art. When you propose to someone... That's an art form because you're doing it in the right setting at the right time with the right words to someone who you, quite frankly, love. You know, and if they say no. It's a bit peak. Right. It just is. Right. But at the same time, so everything, like our, the deepest human instincts come from a place of soul and a place of art. And that's what you saw in the show. And that's I know this sort of self-righteous rant doesn't sound like it's about the show anymore, but it is. This show not only got across important points about women power, about equality for LGBTQ, Black Lives, any other race, you know, treating everyone equally and fairly because everyone goes through different shit and you've just got to accept them as people. But also saying, look, we we are the arts. We are this is enjoyable. This is fun. You know, we're enjoying each other's art, and you're enjoying the art we're putting out. And the f- how much they love what they do, it it resonates in the person watching it, and that's what makes the show so incredible. Because you feel what they feel, and that's what art is, and that's what the reunion show was. It was art at its purest form. You know, it was a it was a concert, but also a show. Because, yeah, they were dancing, but they had important messages and they were trying to get something across. You go to, I don't know, who's popular these days? I don't listen to music. An Ed Sheeran concert. Is he still around? He had some good songs. You go to an Ed Sheeran concert, right, and there's not really a message he's trying to get across. He's, he's singing, he's putting on a performance, and it's great. Um, it's brilliant. He's got good songs. <clears throat> but the reunion show was a performance. The music was great. It was a concert, but there was messages, there was meaning, and and it was art, it's purest and best form. And we need more of it and we need more support for this industry if we are to keep going forward as a free human race and not be just machine men with machine hearts who can't enjoy anything, can't feel sadness. You know, yeah, pain's not great, but I'd rather feel something than nothing. And that's where we get we get into a point where we're not allowed to feel or express anymore and that needs to change and hopefully this show and what these seven incredible women have done will set the stage i think that's quite a fitting phrase to use here for the arts to really keep flourishing and for people to keep enjoying themselves and expressing themselves in any form of art form they choose whether it video game whether it uploading a video on youtube i used to make amvs on youtube yet they're not great some of them might be decent you can check them out if you want but that's still art that's that was me I suppose expressing myself in a way with shows that I like and songs that I was enjoying at the time you know and everything like in, in between from that to big Hollywood blockbuster movies Avengers Endgame level things that's all art and you can't take that away from us and we shouldn't let it so that's i suppose my message for this episode because i'm trying to be good for once but the reunion show really put that across far better than i ever could so honestly if, if you do want to watch it i recommend it it's worth buying that online ticket for a viewing of this incredible show um unfortunately the day of publishing this episode is the last day you can watch it so hopefully you listen to this in time if not hopefully they might release clips or something later on youtube um But yeah, honestly, support these seven women in their careers because they're fantastic. They sort of, they've taken over the West End by storm since they started at six. And I hope their careers go really well. And after this, I have no doubt they will because they will keep fighting for everything that's really important and matters. So thank you to them for obviously putting on a fantastic show that I really enjoyed. And thank you for keep putting out brilliant art that everyone can enjoy and thank you to all of you for listening to me rant for another 40 odd minutes um I don't know how you do it you're incredible for putting up with me um because no one else does they just tell me to shut up most of the time that's why I like this no one can tell me to do that um so thank you so much for listening I I really appreciate it and I hope you enjoyed the episode if you did uh depending on what you're listening on leave a comment or a review doesn't have to be five stars if you thought it was one star put one star if you thought it was crap tell me it was crap I don't mind. Whatever. Let me know on Twitter or join the Discord server to let me know. But honestly, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. And I'll speak to you next week, guys.